My name is Patricia Imbarus, and I'm the founder of The Ethical Assembly, an independent global conference focused on climate and social justice. What is your work and how does it relate to climate change? I come from a background in business strategy and innovation, and for the last few years, I have been focusing exclusively on projects furthering sustainability, circular economy, and social betterment. A third of the world's population lives in poverty. Our forests are being slashed and burned. Indigenous populations wipe to nothing. The oceans are drowning in plastic, and we are losing biodiversity at an alarming rate. With less than seven years left on Earth as we know it, the future is looking bleak. No wonder four in ten young adults are afraid of having children. I know I am. It's dreadful to think of, but all is not lost. We're also witnessing a push for accountability and an unprecedented surge in activism, in green innovation and in cooperation to build resilient and adaptive communities. Attending international summits, trade shows and sustainability-focused industry events has been central to my work over the years. But the more I thought about it, the less it made sense. You'd usually have thousands of people from across the world flying into one central location for a two- or a three-day event. And a couple of things in particular didn't sit quite right. On the one hand, there's the environmental footprint, the carbon emissions, the resources employed, the waste. On the other hand, there's the content, the sponsors, and the attendees. It's often that you look around and you see a predominantly white male crowd, both on stage and in the audience. So where is everyone else? Where are the women, the black and indigenous people of color, the voices from the global south, the LGBTQ plus community, or individuals with disabilities? Where are the people from the front lines, those already dealing with the consequences of climate change? Why are their voices not heard? So how can we even begin to discuss addressing a climate crisis that is global in scope when the majority of the seats at the table have been given to a white male elite? When it comes to the programming of these events, How can we trust the agenda and the content when the very companies powering sustainability conferences are some of the world's top polluters, slavery promoters, and biodiversity destroyers? Why do we allow companies such as BP, Nestle, Unilever, or Amazon to monopolize the conversation and talk about their sustainability practices and ambitious net zero targets? You would not ask a business about environmental science. You would ask a scientist. You would not ask a government about indigenous rights. You would ask an indigenous leader. No one individual or group has all the answers, but perhaps by coming together, we can actually find a clearer path towards a future in which we are alive. Corporates are an integral part of society as it stands, and we need them to champion sustainability for us to achieve systemic change. But right now, it feels like the climate conversation has been hijacked by the Fortune 500, and everyone's doubling down on their greenwashing efforts, especially considering the upcoming COP. The Ethical Assembly came into being a couple of years ago as a three-day conference on climate change. With panels, workshops, film screenings and art installations, the conference brought together scientists, policymakers, activists, innovators, entrepreneurs and designers. We curated an exciting roster of speakers, from climate scientists and microplastics experts to permaculture designers, ocean defenders, rewilding stewards, zero-waste advocates, technologists and degrowth promoters. And people loved it, because that's when it actually gets interesting, when the conversation is no longer about sustainable growth, but it actually shifts to regeneration and planet-centric innovation. Our approach has been intersectional and inclusive with a focus on systemic thinking from the get-go, and our main goal has been to provide a platform for discussion for all those traditionally underrepresented and marginalized groups. 
Because something truly remarkable happens when you bring on the One Roof people who genuinely care. The exchange is so much more insightful and inspiring. Why is COP26 important to your work? The Conference of the Parties is acclaimed as the world's most significant summit on climate change. For this year's edition, over 30,000 people are expected in Glasgow, and many deem this to be the most important assembly since the 2015 Paris Agreement. I think the reason COP is important is not because of what is actually achieved there, perhaps, but because of the faith people put in it. We look towards it as somewhere that decisions and policies for a better future are made. Well, this year's G7 summit, with its participants' ambitious plans to achieve net zero emissions by 2050, has been an utter disappointment. How much longer can we keep faith, though? When on the one hand, we see governments talking about a green revolution, and on the other, they're just handing out tax subsidies to big oil or still granting permits for new coal mines to open up. I look forward to seeing what will be agreed during the COP26, because this is truly a historical opportunity and perhaps the last opportunity for humanity to decide, you know, on the future of our planet. If we fail, we are headed for complete climate collapse. If women's voices were represented equally at COP26, what difference would it make? We've talked about the many voices missing from the tables of COP and the conversation at large, and women are surely one of them. For me, the inclusion of equal representation at COP26 is just one of the first stepping stones towards reimagining what the Conference of the Parties could and should be, a vehicle for real and long-lasting change. The 50-50 ambition is just the beginning.